This is Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael Easley answers your biblical or theological questions in 10 minutes or less. Today's question comes from Jenna. Jenna writes, hi, Dr. E and Hannah. My name is Jenna. I'm originally from Franklin, Tennessee, and grew up listening to Michael's sermons in church and remembering how much I wanted to hear more from him. That's so nice, Dad. I have now lived in NYC for a year and a half, and I felt very stagnant and alone in my faith. I've never not believed in Christ and that He died for us or in God. I somehow always have the battle of doing good works, meaning I haven't done much at all to learn, and I keep sinning. With everything online nowadays, especially TikTok, I keep seeing messages being spread on the end being near. I know fear does not come from the Lord, but I sin and sin, ask for forgiveness, and still have fear because of this, if Jesus will take me into his arms because my thoughts are telling me I'm taking advantage of his forgiveness. I've been lazy in finding a Christian community, lazy in studying my Bible, and lately have only been thinking about death. When I commit a big sin, I usually cry the next day about it and beg for forgiveness. I don't know how to hear what he wants me to do. All the happiness to you both. And Michael, I hope I can hear you speak again one day. God bless. <laughs> Sweet Jenna. <laughs> I just want to hug you, Jenna. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Come down to Franklin and Hannah and I'll give you a big hug. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Flee New York. No. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not, you, I don't, I mean, you'll be Dr. E, but we, I think we need a, what does Jesse call you? Daddy O. We need Daddy O E right now. We need some good dad energy. Well, number one, Christ loves you. I mean, yeah. boy, it's hard. You know, a lot going on for you. Big city, lots of things going on. Probably the job, the work, all the things you articulated. First of all, thanks for your honesty and your candor. Really appreciate that. Because he loves us, it doesn't absolve us of our sin. Yeah. That's the thing we have to be careful of. So we can't take advantage of it in the sense that it doesn't really matter. And you know it matters. So I'm just reminding all of us of that. One of the problems we have is Christian perfectionism, that we yeah. think we're going to do bigger, better, more all the time. And, and that's hard. And yeah. it's a guilt thing. For me, it's the Catholic background. You know, the Armenianism, you're never good enough. On a good day, you might go to heaven. On the bad day, good luck. My friend Ralph Weitz has reminded me of this for goodness since uh, 1993 or four when we started really becoming good friends. Ephesians 2 8, 9, and 10. Let me read this because I think we all need to be reminded for by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not as a result of works that no one should boast. And we stop there, and that's wonderful. But verse 10, right after it, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. In some, you know, good works don't make us saved. Good works don't assure us of our salvation. Good works don't curry favor with God. A great way of thinking about it, it's a way of saying thank you. I realize I've been saved not because I was a good person. You saved me by faith, through grace. That was a means by which. Let me embrace that and let me live by faith and live obediently. Third, acknowledge your sin. It sounds like you've already done that, Jenna, but it's always helpful to say, Lord, I've sinned. I've sinned again. I hate it, but I've sinned again. Something that I have to wrestle with is, do I love my sin more than my Savior? And I think most Christians in moments of candor would say, yeah, that's why we choose to sin, because sin is a immediate satisfaction to something. It's short-lived, 
and it's never fulfilling, but it does saturate for a moment, and then it's insatiable, so we sin again. That's why we sin again and again and again. It's insatiable. So I need to somehow cultivate my love for Christ, and you do as well. It's as simple as God's Word, God's Spirit, and God's people. Time in the Word. I need to submit to the Spirit's control in my life. I need to ask God, help me with your Word. Help me to submit to the Spirit's control in my life, Ephesians 5.18. And I need God's people around me. And you said it, Jenna. You don't have the friends and the community and a good church. So that's the first thing is, you know, ask God. Be honest in your prayers. He knows already. God, I'm in a bad place. I stink right now. I'm not doing what I know I should do. He loves you. Now, help me find some good friends. Now, let me say this. You're never going to find the kind of friendships you had, but you will find new ones. Don't be averse to looking right around you. There's probably some great Christian young women right around you that might be in the same place, and you can encourage one another. I can't overstate how important God's Word, God's Spirit, and God's people to soldier on, because it is a hard life, and we live in fear. We live in all kinds of concerns, money, politics, end times, whatever you want to be worried about. There's plenty of things to choose from. But he loves you. He cares about you. He knows you individually. Nothing you do is surprising to him. But he wants you to live by faith, not in the flesh. Hannah, anything you want to add to that to Jenna? You know, one thing I thought of, my college small group leader, Sonia, would often tell us, the mark of spiritual maturity is not you performing more good works or you struggling less with sin. The mark of spiritual maturity is your greater awareness of your desperate need for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Not just every day, not just every hour, every moment. Yeah. That perspective shift was huge for me in my young 20s to go, okay, my spiritual growth because I was, I was looking at it kind of what Jen is saying. It's like, I need to be struggling with sin less and I need to be performing good works more. And it's going, no, no, no. I just need to be so aware of my desperate yep. need for Christ to do what only he can do, what only the Holy Spirit can do in my life, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. I think there's so many ways that, Jenna, you could sit and try to like tackle this. I would say, find a church. Girl, you need your booty in the pew at a church somewhere every Sunday morning. And I know that that's not popular right now. It's really popular to just not go to church. And we need to gather with the people of God. You need that weekly reminder. You need the weekly reset. And there are great churches in New York. I know that for a fact. So it's not like you are someplace where you just can't find a good church. There are options there. And then I would say, I get being lazy in your Bible study or whatever, but what if you just tried every morning to start a time in prayer? And we're just really simple, like thinking about, Lord, I want to hate my sin the way you hate it. I want to grieve it. And it sounds like you do grieve it. It's just after the fact. But you know, saying, Lord, I want to see my sin like you see it. And then help me to see my need for you. Help me depend on you and help me to stay connected to you. The older I get the more I realize like a successful day is staying in connection and in fellowship with the Lord. And really for me, that means a continual prayer life all throughout the day. You know, my kid does something and it makes anger just like roar up inside of me. A successful moment for that for me is that I pause and I connect with the Lord and say, Lord, I need you. Help me. I'm going to lose it on this kid. And, you know, just that tiny hesitation allows for me to remember 
not my will, but yours, Lord. Not by my strength, but by the Holy Spirit in me. Holy Spirit, help me to parent this child. Parent this child the way you would, not the way that my sinful flesh would. So I don't know if that helps. God's not mad at you. Go ahead, Dad. (laughs) When you're talking, reminding me, you know, David is considered a man after God's own heart. And yet David's sins are egregious and recorded for all time. I mean, adultery and murder and pride. And I mean, so many just horrible things scripture unapologetically records. And yet God said, he's a man after my own heart. Why? Because he repented. And that's all of our story. We've concocted this, you know, spiritual giant in our head of some other person we admire and respect, or maybe even the spiritual Michael or the spiritual Hannah or the spiritual Jenna, to erase that and say, "This is who I am in Christ. I'm a sinful person. He loves me. Keep short accounts of our sin." But again, as Hannah said, a short prayer. Don't guilt yourself or shame yourself. Through college, I was trying to do five days a week, and then two days a week, and then six days a week. And I went through this horrible guilt thing. And I was teaching a a Sunday school class, for goodness sakes. I should be a spiritual giant. I've told this story many times. It didn't happen overnight. It was three years of in and out of routines, reading schedules, reading through the Bible, failing that, having a devotion every day, failing that, having a prayer time every day, failing that, until it dawned on me one day, it's not that I have to, it's that I get to. It's not that I should, it's that I can. And the God of the universe loves you and cares about you, Jenna, and knows everything about your heart. And he, I don't like the word waits for you, but that's helpful for us. He's available to you. Mm -hmm. He is a resource that supplies all our needs. And so that's where you and I, we all have to spend our time as Christians. That's a growing Christian. Short accounts of sin, God's word, God's spirit, God's people. And you can do it. With his help, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If you've got a question for Dr. E, call us, text us, email us. The info is in your show notes. Ask Dr. E is produced by me, Hannah Seymour, mixed and mastered by Sonomorphic, and music composed by Jason Germain. 